This is DDS. From the DDS studios, we are your hosts, Blake Melton, Bradley Newberry, and from the man cave, you know him, you love him, it is Matthew Two-Tone Blue Parker. Parker, how you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. I like a little uh, DDS after dark. That's what oh. I'm talking about, man. We're just keeping it live. For keeping paid it live. Subscribers only. Absolutely, Newberry. We got a lot to talk about tonight. But guys, before we get started here, do us a favor. Go down below there, hit that like and subscribe button. Share this video with all your friends. Tell everybody about DDS Sports Talk. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And also, you can download all these audio versions of these podcasts on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Again, hit that like and subscribe button down below and share this video, guys. Newberry, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We have so much going on. I had to bring out my reading glasses for tonight. Jesus. We're going to be touching on the live tour. Mm. We're going to touch on the NFL like we usually do. We got some quarterback news and money. We got the Bucks and tight end news, but not the one you're thinking of. We got the Browns adding more quarterbacks to their roster. God. Nashville will soon play host to WWE SummerSlam. It's a big deal. We're going to talk about it right here in the mid-state. Yeah. We'll have our traditional final thoughts. But first, we're going to Rocky Top. Oh, boy. Is it for good reason or is it uh, not? We'll so, see. Let's di- let's dive in and see. The NCAA reveals 18 level one violations to the UT Vols under the once head coach, Jeremy Pruitt. Parker, give us more. Yeah, 18 level ones. That's as high as they get. If you look at the level twos and threes, there are over 100 of them. Stuff ranging from taking people to, to McDonald's, not stuffing the bags full of cash, but buying them a lot of McDonald's, paying rent, just handing out cash, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but this is all under Jeremy Pruitt and his staff. It reads into this 51-page document. It really reads into this that the university has done everything that they could. They've spent over $2 million on this investigation. The, the university has over what amounted to be about $60,000 worth of, you know, what stuff Pruitt shouldn't have been doing and his wife. It goes on and it goes on and on. And, and there's no sanctions leveled against the university yet. And there's some speculation of what that could be. You know, I was reading through it. Um, it is amazing to me the level that Jeremy Pruitt's wife was involved. Like you mentioned her. I mean, I saw that she was making a, a rent payment. She had made like, I think it was something like 13 individual f- payments of $500 or something to one one player and and they were put, putting down payments on cars and and security deposits down it, it was it was some astronomical number um I mean now in the NIL you know uh time I don't know if it's really a lot of money but back then you know $12,000 was a lot that was a heap but uh it, it just it was kind of a family affair affair it seemed like it was. How many wins against Florida did it buy? No oh, shit. Uh, maybe, maybe one next year. But <laughs> the, uh, but don't the thing, but, but see, a lot of a lot of people are thinking about nil and hey, would this be? It still would not be legal now. A coach no. can still not give a player cash, like right. cash money. You know, it just the, the university. University, no one from the university at all can give them money. 
No. And they actually came into this investigation and said, this is the model for how a university should respond to respond for this type of investigation. And in my opinion, with what the NCAA is going through, in fact, I think I said this almost exactly a year ago when we were talking about this, y'all. I think you're right. With, with somebody that would have to, the, with, the, the, with the, the, the shape the NCAA tournament, the NCAA is in, when you have a university that does everything and goes out of the way, fires all these people with calls, is not going to pay them, helps the NCAA. NCAA, they're already self-imposed. They took 12 scholarships away last year from themselves. The NCAA is going to slap the wrist of Tennessee, in my opinion, but they are going to bring the hammer of Thor onto Jeremy Pruitt, and he is going to show calls, and he is not going to be around for another 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say, so let's, let's go back and review a little bit of what happened. What, what did, let's talk about what Tennessee did in response to this, because I think you're right. I think this is the model that the team should, institutions should go through if they happen to have an employee that goes rogue, like Jeremy Pruitt clearly did. I mean, so let's start with Jeremy Pruitt fired him with cause right out of the gate. Uh, Number two, they fired probably one of the most, beloved coaches that is that was at the time the ad in philip fulmer didn't matter how well he was liked they had to get rid of him because they had to get rid of all uh appearance of impropriety at that point so got rid of him and then all of a sudden mysteriously all of these high uh top tier players that were that were recruited by jeremy pruitt started leaving the program and everybody was like, why is everybody leaving? You know, Eric Gray goes to Oklahoma, you know, uh, uh, Chandler goes to North Carolina. Uh, we had linemen that were, that left uh, a five-star lineman that left. Uh, it's all, it, it seems to me all of the players and coaches that were involved in this and even some that may not have had any knowledge of it. I mean, they went totally nuclear here and they, they literally rebuilt uh, the uh, pretty much the entire athletic program at Tennessee. You're right. And speaking of the players that left, so I was trying to figure out exactly which players because they're redacted in the, the the release from NCAA. And uh, so I was trying to find dates to when Pruitt would tweet things versus when they would put out stuff. But the NCAA was pretty broad on their their dates. They'd say you know between January of 2019 and November of of 2020 and so you couldn't really narrow it down but they did have allegations against jeremy pruitt up until november of 2020 at the beginning of december pruitt tweeted out in 2020 just weeks after supposedly he was still giving money he tags 18 individual players that just signed and one of the tweets says tar- quote target acquired just doesn't age very well wow. looking looking back at it um and I just, re- I don't think you see him coach again. I really don't. Well, I was going to say, I think you were talking about Jeremy Pruitt. It wouldn't surprise me for them to s- slap him with a lifetime ban in college. I think he deserves it. And uh, I'd be interesting to see UT, the university, did all of the right things mm-hmm. to address the situation, Parker, to uh, as best they can set themselves up for the future, which the future is now. Mm-hmm. And I'm more interested to see Pruitt versus UT. I think the NCAA and the university worked as closely as they could together. 
Yeah, and I think the more of a case that the NCAA stirs up, I think the less likely you hear anything from Jeremy Pruitt ever again, because how is he going to be able to show cause when both the university and the NCAA say, you screwed this up, and this is the list of stuff that we have on you? The only thing Pruitt has going is they mention in the the, the 51-page report in there, they say the only thing that he has on his side is in 16 years of coaching. By the way, this is the first time he's been a head coach. Don't get me started on the hire to begin with, but in his 16 years of coaching in college, he had had zero level one, two, or three penalties ever against him. So that's the one positive. I don't know that that matters. Freaking Bruce Pearl couldn't coach for years because of a barbecue. This guy's yeah. literally handing people cash. Yeah. I just, it, yeah. He's no, gonna, no. This is the perfect opportunity, and honestly, it's the perfect guy. As you said, for them to freaking call on Mjolnir and absolutely drop the hammer on these guys. On him. And, it, and it was his entire staff. So I did something fun. I went, I went back to 2017 and looked at his opening press conference at UT, and I, I thought it was really interesting. This is almost five years ago to the day. I mean, within a couple of months. Five years ago, quote, Pruitt. Right now, everyone is all excited. We've got a new football coach. Mm-hmm. My goal is to keep that excitement five years from now. Mm-hmm. Another one. I mean, it's just great stuff. As far as my as far as my staff, number one, I'm looking for good people. There's no substitute for good people. So it goes on and on. Uh, it sounds like. Uh, I mean, I mean, look, I, I'm going to ask a question, and it. Shrug it off as nothing if you want. But do we think that he just came up with this, you know, this strategy for trying to grow a program out of nowhere? Or do you think he learned it from somewhere that maybe he came from? Hey, you could ask Jimbo that question too. He uh, hey, Jimbo that seems to think that there might be something there, maybe. You know what? If no. there is, he's a hell of a lot smarter. I, I guarantee you right now, that Saban's wife isn't going over to the McDonald's and passing people cash. Like if that's happening, you know, that made me actually have a whole new perspective on NIL. All this can stop. We yeah. don't have to worry about it yeah, anymore. You don't have to hide it. Just run it through the, the, the collectives. So instead of in some of the money Pruitt was giving, according to this report was his own money. Like that's a whole nother thing that coaches don't even have to think about anymore. So Great. Yeah, I agree. You know, it takes that out. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not apologizing for Jeremy Pruitt, but then coaches don't have to think about doing such a thing. It, it, it's taken care of outside of the, the program at that point in a, in a more uh, revealed fashion, if you will, because everybody's everybody knows where it's coming from at that point. It's interesting, though. I'm, I, I know that everybody, everybody that wears – the orange and white is ready to put this behind them. But unfortunately it's not going to go away until the NCAA stops dragging their feet and gets, gets on with it. I give you one last note about it is all these guys, I believe aren't coaching anywhere. Pruitt was in the giants. He got fired. They all got fired. <sighs> However, I do know of one that still has a job. Uh Oh, Mr. Hughes is the director of player personnel somewhere down in the great state of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at him look at him oh Duval <laughs> oh boy yay
Parker lobbing grenades here. What's better than good personnel and coaches? A Big Mac and a 20-piece, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's in there that they went and spent $220 at McDonald's. I'm like, man, what did y'all do? How how can you do that? I mean, how many burgers? 105 number eights. (laughs) What if they just went total Ron Swanson and said, I want all the cheeseburgers that you have. It's like, I don't think you heard me right. I think you just heard that I want a lot of cheeseburgers. I want all your cheeseburgers. That's yeah. What it was. Let's move on to golf. Yeah. Because you two in the Twitterverse like to stir up the live tour talk, <laughs> PGA talk. Whole what, lot of trash talk. What do you got about? all these people all stirred up about? What is no, it? I, I don't know. Maybe they just don't understand golf because you're supposed to win tournaments to earn money and not just show up. Yeah, and they're they're going and they're you know the live golf has finally poached somebody of importance. They got David Faraday. That's the biggest name that they've got, and the guy's not even swinging a club. I mean, you do you think at this point this is for for the live tour? This is more about just slaps in the face. They're, they're just slapping them in the face is what they're doing. I mean, because like you said, I mean they're not taking they're not taking Rory. They're not taking Tiger. They're not taking JT. Uh, you know, they are, they're taking the people that are, that are in, that it's like an insult. I mean, they took Henry, Henrik Stenson. I mean, talk, I mean, he was the, 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 the Ryder cup captain, right? Yeah. It's uh, going to be what he's remembered for, for the rest of his life. And now life. it's just a huge, yeah, exactly. This is a, this ruined his reputation and his, his how history is going to remember him. Now he was the Ryder cup captain and he said, I'm going to take the money over the honor of being the Ryder cup captain. It is. This has been the argument that I think our generation has had about these. This generation of golfers, you know, post the Tiger Wood era, Woods era, is they don't have to play any freaking golf to make any money. They don't even have to win, like you were saying, Parker. I mean, you got people like Ricky Fowler, great guy, but he doesn't win that very. He doesn't hardly win at all. But he's probably one of the richest guys on the tour. He's a branding guy. I mean, and now you've got guys on the live tour who are making more than top tier guys were on the PGA tour and they're not very good. I mean, you got Patrick Reed. Yes. I said Patrick that's over there on the live tour. God knows how much he's making. I mean, I can't believe that they even wanted him to come play the biggest cheater in the world, but uh, it, it's just amazing to me. They are absolutely running roughshod on the world of golf and, Uh, it's getting so contentious right now that it makes you wonder, is it going to be able to fix it, fix itself over, over time? The Henrik Simpson thing's a big deal. I don't think people realize how big of a deal that is. That's coming after, um, I mean, that's just a big F you in the face is what that is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And honestly for him, for them going after a captain on the Ryder cup tour, that, that should just tell you, what they care about their, 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 their golfers. Because if you're a captain on the Ryder cup tour, I'm sorry, but you were a good player at one point, but if you're a captain, not anymore. Yeah. You're just, you're just not, you're just not a good player anymore. And you see Greg Norman put out a thing that, Hey, we've had multiple top 40 golfers, world ranking golfers call us and one in on live golf tour. He's like, but we're full. We're full. We, we can't, we won't, you've missed out. 
That is the biggest bunch of baloney that I've ever heard. When, when all these golf tournaments start with 288 players to try to make the cut. Yeah. Well, what it, well, when you're paying 20 golfers, you know, $300 million, you know, to play once every, you know, two months, you know, you probably don't have any more money is what it really is. And you don't have any TV deals at all. You can you can buy the golfers. You can't buy the tradition. You can't buy the masters. You can't buy these things. It's just it, it, the things that you have to. They can spend enough money to make a splash in the short term, but this is this is the XFL. This is not a long term investment. And you just said it. Every time I get in an argument, I'm like, oh, okay. What channel can I catch it on? Yeah, exactly. You can't. Well, how how did they do at the U.S. Open? Anybody? How they do it at the at the, at the most Open most yeah. most recently? Dustin Johnson played well at the British. He's really the main guy they've got, and he played well at the British because he finally learned how to hit his driver a little bit. Didn't have to hit it that much. He could hit long irons and let it roll because he literally has almost quit carrying his driver. He's been so bad with it. So the course worked well for him. Right. But overall, sounds like somebody I know. Mm-hmm. Overall, they didn't. I mean, there's a couple of guys, but you know. Well, and, and you know, you could tell, you can tell what their goals are. They kind of just watch and see who wins the big tournaments and then they go after them to see if they can get them. I oh, mean, they're was, trolls. It, was it not funny to hear, not funny, it was sad to hear uh, Cam Smith's uh, a response to the reporter that asked him about uh, the rumors that he was going. I mean, after he'd won, uh, you know, and he's like, ah, you know, y'all quit asking me that. I let my team handle that. It's like, I mean, you might as well just say, I'm going. He absolutely might as well. But I do think there might be a little bit of an opposite effect that Liv wasn't expecting. Creating, what do we love in sports, right? We love the adversity. We love the teams that hate each other. We don't want people to love each other. By golly, I don't care what match it is. I'm turning it on, and I am cheering. I hate Roy McIlroy with a passion, and I can go into why, (laughs) but I do. But Sunday morning, he had the lead. I turned it on. I'm like, let's go, Roy. Beat those Liv guys. Anybody but them. Yeah, I agree. It's just amazing that you compared it to the XFL. I think that's the perfect. It is the absolute perfect comparison. The Dude. question is, is how long is it going to be able to last? The XFL is about to get a major reboot with Dwayne, the rock Johnson. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's all about the TV deals. Parker. See. TV rights. There's a league that has a lot of TV rights. Mm-hmm. There's some negotiations going on with Sunday Ticket. We're going to move on to NFL talk. There's some cash being thrown out. Uh oh. Who's by, getting by paid some, today? By some uh, not so great teams. Let's just yeah. call it that. The Go Arizona figure. Cardinals, you're first on our list. You have decided to uh, pay one Kyler Murray lots of money. Does this prevent him from playing baseball? Because is he that good? I mean, go ahead. I mean, he's <laughs> their only hope, right? I mean, they've got a they've got a wide receiver that's going to be suspended for PEDs, right? They have James Conner. That's what I'm saying. They still I mean, have JJ Watt, but I mean, they, he is the only way that they can score points, and he has every reason to leave. 
But he, and this is the only reason to stay. He lost Kyler Murray lost his best wide receiver to the Jags. I think you know if <laughs> whoever is advising Kyler Murray, I, I think this is I think he's losing some of the best years of his career by hanging around with a team like Arizona. That's my hey, personal opinion. You know what? Good for Kyler. Take the money and run because you are not a top two quarterback in the league. He's just not. What has he done? He has some good. He's great fantasy quarterback, but so is Jalen Hurts. What's he do? Do great for a few games. Oh, gets hurt. Really? If I am picking a quarterback right now, like seriously, he technically right now per year he's the top paid quarterback in the league. It's a lot of funny money. He's not really, but he, he's up there. But right now, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Jackson, Prescott, Brady, uh, uh Tom, uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, like. Then you start getting into that discussion, right? Like, I'm taking all those guys in front of him. If I'm starting a franchise, he's not in my top ten. <laughs> That's a Ouch. no doubt. I 100% agree. I, I remember the year Kyler Murray won the uh, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. And his numbers were not that far off from one Gardner Minshew. Rookie with the Jags. Go look it up. They weren't that far apart. Yeah, it, it, it's really hard for me to stomach. I mean, I know why they paid him because, again, he's the best that they've got and they're the be he's the best that they can do right now. But, I mean, why? Right? Why? It's a whole lot of money. I want to lay this out there for you guys. So, he <sighs> Kyler's really smart about doing this because if he falls off a cliff, because – let me just give you this. Last year, Kyler Murray threw for 3,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. First of all, think about how those numbers are pedestrian and, like, Tannehill threw those. You know, I mean, like, 3,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He gets the bag. Good for him. This is why you don't play when you're hurt, Baker. Because if you go back to 2020, Baker Mayfield, 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, Eight interceptions. Very similar stats. And he just absolutely screwed himself this year. And I'm, as we know, not a Baker guy, but I, I feel like their career arc, uh, as far as playing, is going to be about the same. Yeah. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I can't uh, argue that. The Browns. Oh, God. Are now back in what? the news. What kind of Brownsy crap is going on the now? The Cleveland Browns. Hit the alert button. <laughs> the Browns have signed another quarterback. This what? is quarterback number eight in camp this year. Parker, who did they sign today? The man, the myth, Josh Rosen. Yeah, this is his 29th. Thousand teams. So when did when did having as many quarterbacks as you do wide receivers become a strategy in the NFL? Urban Meyer. I don't understand. Urban Meyer's up there in Cleveland. I mean, I just don't get it. He's whispering know. some stuff to the Browns right now. <sighs> man, I just don't get it, man. How many quarter? I mean, is it? He says Tebow could do both. So it's himself. <laughs> that is a Brownsy thing to happen right there. I don't get it, man. Why are we, why do we keep adding adding quarterbacks to the list here that we're going to put on the payroll? But dude, I, I get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, listen to this. I don't know why you even want him. I mean, I know why they get him because they need bodies in the door because Deshaun's going to be suspended. But last year, he was two for eleven with two interceptions. 
Those are fantastic Whoa. stats. Fantastic. Two, two for 11. <laughs> Those are two little... for 11. His interception percentage per pass is 18.2%. Yeah. 18% <laughs> of the time he dropped back last year. Jeez, <laughs> man. They they actually pay him for this? <laughs> I mean, good God. Hey, hey good I'm, for him. I'm warming up the rifle as we speak. <laughs> Come on, Browns. Whatever, dude. It, it sounds like everybody's got a chance to play for the Browns. Cleveland, hit like and subscribe and leave me a comment that you're ready for me to come up. I mean, it, it couldn't be any worse than what you got. I mean, it, it, never mind. We, I'm, I'm going to be nice tonight. going to be nice. going to be nice. No, I'm not. Fuck you, Cleveland. You're, <laughs> you are so terrible. Why are you – I mean, you're making such terrible decisions. You, you get every quarterback that's second rate out there. They're all going to end up on somebody else's practice, practice squad by the end of the year. You got a guy that rapes, rapes girls and, and, uh, and that you're paying $230 million for. I just can't believe that we continue to have ridiculous conversations about this bullshit that goes on in Cleveland. I can't wait for, for Carolina to go up there and absolutely shove it right up oh, your ass. Week one. Oh, very nice. Hey, speaking of Cleveland, I'm going to pile on this, right? We've all talked about Deshaun, the dog pound, right? We all talk about Deshaun Watson, or we don't. We we hear a lot of people talking about Deshaun Watson, top five quarterback. We had to give up three number ones, all this stuff to get him, and it's like ingrained in our memories, Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback ever. Deshaun Watson, his career has had one season he threw for over 4,200 yards. He has had one season that he threw for over 28 touchdowns. This guy is not Aaron Rodgers out there. I, I just, yes, he has the potential to be great, but if he gets suspended for this year, two years removed for a guy that's had one good season, it's just I, it's stupid. Hey, like you said, bad decisions. I mean, that's the thing. We don't even know if he's going to be any good, even if he ever does get back on the field at any point. And I don't know why in the hell I even care. It's just so because frustrating. you love Ohio. I really do not. That's the thing. Jeez. I mean, as an AFC guy, I, I mean, hell, I'll watch you implode. That's great. But it's just so ridiculous. It's like watching your kids make really stupid decisions, and you're like, well, this is going to work. <laughs> this isn't going to work out, but let's watch it, and that way we can make fun of it later. Whatever. Keep Oof. going, Browns. You're living up to your reputation. Well, Tom Brady has finally attracted the tight end. Oh boy, is it is to it Tampa Bay? Is it big man? Is it? Is, who oh, he, is? oh, he's a big man. Is he? Is it? Is it Gronk? It's Gronk. Isn't it? It's got to be Gronk. Gronk is still filming commercials for Subway, I'm but confused. it is one Kyle Rudolph Parker. Oh. This man used to help the Minnesota Vikings and all the horns that you would hear. Catching touchdowns, blocking for Adrian Peterson. You guys know him well. He ran so well for the Titans last year. Is this news or is this another camp body? It, it could be news. I mean, it's they have a few guys. OJ there. Howard, a, right? No, he OJ Howard's in Cleveland. They have oh, just Cleveland. drafted. <laughs> Did he just say Cleveland? Again, what? I believe it's Cleveland. I believe it's Cleveland. But they drafted Cleveland. <laughs> but they drafted Cade Otten, and they've got obviously Cameron Brait. But the, he was good. Hey, obviously Brady likes old veterans, right? I mean, like, and he had it. There was a time. There was a time that he was that, that he was good. So, hey, if I'm if I'm Rudolph, I've had a great career. You know what? Let me have a shot of winning the ring. I got all the money in the world. Let's go down there and and, and help Brady out. Right? Why not? And by the way. 
Robert Gronkowski had this discussion with my wife the other day doing the Subway commercials. Has anyone that is in a Subway commercial ever eaten at a Subway? Oh, you know, you know Steph Curry been eating at Subway. No, Cur- no, no Curry. Definitely no, Sim- no Simone Biles. No Gronk. No Phelps. Okay. Nobody in a Subway commercial has eaten at a Subway since Jared Fogel. No, oh, look, 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 look how he turned out. He turned out great, right? <laughs> mm. Hey, that's a good transition. Let's yeah, talk about. Is. Let's talk about somebody that may have been considered great at one time. Maybe I don't know if his story is turning out great. But we're switching to the world of professional wrestling right here. Wrestling, right here. Sports talk. First time ever, I think. Big news in the sporting world today. Go ahead and show this tweet from one Vincent Kennedy McMahon at 77. Time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then, now, forever, together. He's acting like he's just going out on his own accord. But Blake... Show us more. What does this say, Blake? Vince McMahon retires as WWE chairman and CEO amid investigation into alleged sexual misconduct. Yeah, boy. Well, boy, way too much news, Parker, to even try to regurgitate it to our audience. But uh, newsworthy of the chairman, the CEO stepping down, his daughter assumes the responsibility stephanie mcmahon i mean it's like a freaking epidemic going around sports in general and even entertainment it's i don't know if he just joins the likes of dan snyder i am 100 you're innocent until you're proven guilty i've i've got to have proof and all that but it sure does seem like there's some smoke here because i don't know why he would step down otherwise Bradley, I am, I know nothing. Give me the 30,000 view. Like I would tell you, Deshaun Watson's accused of, of having, you know, 24 women thing. Like give me the, the super high level. It's super high level would be it's, it's known of four. And then the, the unknown is at an uncountable number. Is that, are those four credible? Does it seem like those? Oh, yeah. St- That's oh, the only boy. reason why they're out. I mean, it's a lot of money being paid. Mm. Oh, so they of, tried to pay them off to, for hush money? Correct. Upwards of a million dollars each. Oh, good Lord. Um, it's just look. It just seems like maybe that generation, Parker, because, you know, I just said it's another Dan Snyder. I mean, they're not that far off in age, maybe about a decade or so, but it's just... Is that just the way that they thought business was supposed to be run? That's horrible. That's why sometimes change is good. You know, I mean, he doesn't strike me as a man that steps down unless he's guilty. I, I don't know him very well, but I've, I've seen him in interviews. I've seen him on shows. I've seen WWE every now and then. And I just don't get the vibe from him that he leaves if he's innocent. Like, I feel like he drags it tooth and nail. I, I could be wrong, but. Maybe people do, I don't know. Maybe people do this still. They've done it for decades and they don't realize it's 2022 and people aren't afraid to speak out anymore. People aren't, you know, there's video cameras everywhere. There's, it's a good thing. This is not a bad thing. It's good, good that business shouldn't be conducted like this. It's just shameful that it ends somebody's career that, you know, made something out of absolutely nothing. I mean, Blake and I 
my brothers have grown up with this industry. Vince McMahon is not a stranger to the courtroom. He's had many allegations. Blake and I said it before we came on the show. We're like, dude, this was going to be until death do I part. Yeah, there's no reason for him to ever step down. This was a family created by his dad. Yeah. To him. 77. It's not that old. He's still doing it. Well, and he's because he's a young 77. Something's got him spooked. And uh, with this news tonight, it's got somebody else. Someone else's feathers are ruffled, Parker. One Brock Lesnar, when learning the news that Vince McMahon is no longer going to be running the ship there, took his bag and said, I'm, I'm out. If Vince McMahon's out, I'm out. He gone. Which is completely turning the carnival that is WWE. It's turning it upside down, man. They're one week away from bringing their second biggest live event of the year right here to our hometown in Nashville, Tennessee. And they're, mm-hmm. so they let, let me, what they're doing. let me play a host here for a second. Since I know nothing about this, I've been digging some numbers. We've talked about this with SummerSlam, but back to you, what does this change? Cause he's part of these shows, right? Like he is like a, the character of himself in these things. Like, what does it do? What are they going to have to do in the next week? Is, are they gonna have to change everything? Well, it started tonight. I have not had the chance to watch their weekly episodic show on Fox, a Friday night SmackDown. So it starts tonight. I read leading up to tonight's show that uh, after the announcement and Brock Lesnar walking out, they the creative in the back totally had to rip up the whole show. Yeah, Just I mean, they're going to have to completely tear down and start over. Started right? over. Their, their SummerSlam main event, which is one week from tomorrow, was going to be Roman Reigns, the undisputed WWE champion of the world against Brock Lesnar. And now it's Roman Reigns versus... How are you going to feel... How are you going to fill Nissan Stadium with nothing? Yeah, see, though, I don't even know. Th- see, and, 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 and going the other way, kind of like we were talking about with Live Golf... It's, it's going to now maybe in the long term it doesn't, but it's going to generate interest, right? Oh, like, yeah. Short term. This is the only thing I'm hearing on local sports talk tonight. I know. It's, it's got stirred up like a mother. It is incredible. I, 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 the thing is, is how or, how or do they even address it on the air? They, I mean, they have to do something, right? Got, they have to a, acknowledge that. One of our characters, if you will, uh, he left. And he left because... Do they kill him? I don't know. <laughs> do I they mean, blow him up in a limo? I mean, <laughs> yeah. do, do they, do they acknowledge the allegations on the show? I have no idea. I don't know how you handle something like this on a platform like the WWE. Dude, I'll report more it's a soap as I watch platform, it. Right? Brad, I'm sure they've had... They've had other controversies over the years. Do they address? Do they address those on the actual show, or do they just pretend they didn't happen? Look, that's what that's, I guess that's what I'm. I'm going to say it depends on the uh, star level. Just about like in any sport, you know, it's a stone cold Steve Austin. Okay, so we all know him. Even the the few that don't even really follow wrestling anymore. You remember that? 
Absolutely. Back in the Attitude Era, Stone Cold Steve Austin has walked out on WWE. Mm-hmm. More recently, uh, two ladies, the tag team champions, Sasha Banks, Naomi, she's married to one of the performers too. They both walked out before a show. And what did they do? They shit on the girls. Mm-hmm. And I bet they say nothing about Brock Lesnar. That's my thing. I think it's a bad look if you don't acknowledge it and do it. Say something. Parker, they literally said at this, at the top of a Fox show, Friday night, SmackDown, they said, Sasha Banks and Naomi, you have disappointed the WWE universe by walking out before a live show. Do you think they started tonight's show with that? I bet you not, but I'll watch it and see. I'll tell you right now that with what you're telling me to me, not knowing much about it, but seeing a lot of these type of things with what he's accused of, if they go after the girls and not the guy, it is going to be absolute suicide. It's, it's got to be, they've got to, to disown both of those, the Brock Lesnar and the girls, not say anything about it. But with him and his allegations of what he's accused of, you can't go after the women. Like you just can't do it. You'll just, absolutely get this you'll get hammered mm-hmm. as you rightfully probably should damn i don't know i'm i'm also cheering for his daughter i'm cheering for vince mcmahon's daughter stephanie mcmahon she, well she's got an impossible task right now to try she, to pull this geez. entire billion multi hundred to billion dollar organization out of hell right now i mean it's it's in the fire i mean there's there's a there's a chance i mean i, I wouldn't wish this on anybody I mean, this is the kind of thing for a company like that. I mean, it, it could do them in. It really could. I mean, because it, I mean, it's totally blown up the the storyline and the narratives. And now, in the age that we live in, where th- stories like this do not go away anymore, this could be a really big problem. I'm cheering I'm, for. I'm cheering for the good to come out of this. Stephanie McMahon is good. I think that she. If she I think she could be the person that could do it. I mean, she's, female, she's right? being, I mean, yeah, she's being res- held responsible for trying to s- save face and make the name McMahon somewhat better again. But more uh, importantly is to, to lead this multi-billion dollar corporation. Well, yeah, because that multi-billion dollar corporation feeds a lot of people, you know, oh, and that's really for her. No doubt. I guarantee you that is what is probably going through her head because the McMahon name is done. It's done now. It's gonna take. It'll take a generation or two for it to recover. At this point, right now, it's more about I have to save this company, and it, she's got a long way to go. And I've, I mean, hopefully, she's the right person to do it. Well, obviously, they're a multi-billion company and they're smart and they know what they're doing. So hopefully, they they would they would, you know, hire some PR people in there and figure it out. I'm sitting here looking at Ticketmaster right now, wondering if it's a good investment to buy two tickets when people ever realize how crazy it's going to be and resell on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> there are still some available yeah it's gonna be interesting to see that was a jam-packed show in yes. the 39 minutes yes it was we crammed a lot in there in a short amount of time but uh hey guys thanks for joining us tonight on dds sports talk a little late night edition uh go ahead and uh, like we told you before go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button down below check us out on all our social media tiktok instagram twitter and facebook and go ahead and download all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the like. 
gentlemen, final thoughts. You know, to put a perfect bow on how I've been talking about AJ Brown's poetry corner over the last few weeks, I've got something that will explain all of it from AJ Brown himself. Quote, when you're uncommon, get ready for the common people to not understand you. End quote. So fellas, we just aren't uncommon. We are just one of the common <laughs> We're just a common folk. <laughs> uh, well, let me throw out some names to everybody in my final thoughts. Jim Thorpe, Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders. Gentlemen, there's a new two-sport athlete in America, and his name is Daniel Jones, the quarterback of the New York Giants, has signed a three-year deal, Blake, with mm. the American Cornhole League. Throw your sack around, baby. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought you were going with the one baseball player I knew. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, my final thought is way more boring than that. Hendon Hooker announced today he's the quarterback for the University of Tennessee. Uh, he announced uh, he is uh, producing a children or writing a children's book with his brother, uh, called the ABCs of scriptures for athletes comes out in November. You guys go ahead and check that out whenever it hits stores. But as always, two tone blue all the way. You guys be well.